we're not in the great outdoors, we're thinking about it. Kender Outdoors. Come on into the camp house and make yourself at home. What a special weekend it is, the first weekend in September, Labor Day weekend, and that means the first domino of the hunting seasons will fall. Well, I know there are some bow seasons already in progress, but it's a grand day. It's a grand month when dove season opens up, a social event. We're going to have a lot of fun out in the field today. Hey, the front door to the camp house at Kinder Outdoors is brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care, very gently and safely settles the overactive dog, the overbarker, the overjumper. Learn more when you come see me at kinderoutdoors.com. One of my favorite hunting partners is my fishing partner, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall. He and Robin and I had a great day in the dove field just a few years back, and hey, I had the recorder rolling. Oh, he came right over. They never saw him over. They will now, though. There he did. When he checked on the other side of them trees, they checked his whole car. That was it. I shot a couple of birds this morning that were eggs just a few weeks ago. Little bitty bird. I shot one a while ago that had milk on his whiskers. <laughs> coming at us, coming at us. Was. Changed his mind. Might change it again. Here he comes. Here he comes. Robin. Here he comes, Robin. Shoot this bird. Get him, Robbo. Shoot him. Oh. Dang, I hit him. Yeah. That's a white wing. Oh, God. Get him, Kevin. He's fixing to die. I got him. He's dead. I think he's kind of to your right, Wally. To your right. To your right. Remember that first time I met you? You was down there at Bass Pro Shop cooking fish? Yes, sir. How'd you get away with cooking fish in the store like that? You had hot grease in there. I knew somebody. Bobby Bear. That's him. I went, me and Joe Stamp, we went and seen Bobby Bear play at Tootsie's. Oh, you did? And I was like, this close to Bobby Bear. <laughs> oh, hey, that's Bobby Bear. <laughs> what fun you have in the dove field. Have a great time today. Be safe. Take the kids. Make dove kebabs. More about that later. Once again, our hearts go out to the folks on the Gulf Coast in Mississippi and Louisiana. A Category 4 hurricane, Ida, made sure earlier this week. And the fishing game folks down there want to remind us that wildlife species are seeking higher ground. They've been displaced into habitat, which a lot of times is not familiar to them, but is familiar to humans. The Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is urging us all to be especially cognizant of wildlife forced into these populated areas by floodwater. A lot of critters being forced into residential and commercial areas. Wild animals not posing a threat to humans should be left alone. Do not feed them. Feeding wild animals encourages them to hang around, remain in the vicinity of that new food source when they should be out finding natural habitat and food sources on their own. Some basic tips that they passed along to us, avoid areas where displaced wildlife has taken refuge. Avoid interaction with and do not feed displaced wildlife. And avoid those roadways near flooded areas to reduce the likelihood of disturbance and collision with wildlife. Black bears are a concern. 
in Louisiana. High water is moving those bears up out of their habitat. Obviously, gators and snakes are plentiful in Louisiana. Flood water will carry those reptiles into populated areas where they may not normally be noted in significant numbers. Exercise extreme caution when salvaging possessions from flooded areas. Venomous snakes in Louisiana include the canebrake rattlesnake, the copperhead, the cottonmouth, the eastern diamondback rattlesnake, the harlequin coral snake, the pygmy rattlesnake, and the Texas coral snake. Plenty to watch out for. Deer and feral hog populations represent the two large quadruped species that may appear in populated areas in significant numbers. When the waters rise, everything is affected. We'll continue to be in prayer day by day for Ida survivors down in Louisiana and Mississippi. Hey, last week, our special guest on the show, Dr. Krovorkian up there in Alaska. Interesting conversation, and it has uh, spurred comments from others like Joe Shields. Joe listens to the show up in Kalispell, Montana. He says, good day, sir. I've never eaten crow. Well, not physically, but I have eaten raven. I killed one with my VZ-58 back in the early 2000s. I cooked his heart, gizzard, and liver. Like I mentioned, I have not eaten crow, but I do feed them. My neighbors think I'm crazy because I try to attract crows to my yard. As Dr. Krovorkian said, they are like people. Where I work, we have many, many crows eating in our parking lot, but my observations are that their lifespan is shortened because they eat so much junk food. I will offer them bread and french fries at the same time, and they always eat the french fries first. (laughs) He goes on to say that there was one crow in particular that he named Boris that would often sing him a little song and do a little dance just for him. Joe, thank you for the research and insight on crows up there in Kalispell, Montana. We appreciate it. Fortiflora is America's number one canine probiotic, and if you own a dog, you really ought to keep Fortiflora in the fridge. Be prepared, because GI upset happens in our dogs, and Fortiflora fixes that. Hey, we're going to step aside and get a fresh cup of coffee, but when we come back, we're going to go dove hunting with the crappie man, Wally Marshall. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm always thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Coalition, the backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun or listened from the porch to the summer song of the bobwhite, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. 
Do you love the crappie fish as much as I do? Hey, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall inviting you and your family to the Crappie Expo in Shreveport, Boulder City, October 1, 2, 3. The Crappie Expo is for everyone that loves to fish. More than 100 crappie fishing exhibits featuring today's top gear, boats, electronics, and much more. The Mr. Crappie Invitational features the top 100 teams in America going head-to-head in the Red River Shootout Crappie Tournament. A quarter of a million is up for grabs. Woo-hoo. The richest crappie tournament in history. Don't miss the world's largest crappie fry at 11 o'clock on Saturday the 2nd. Fried crappie, taters, hush puppies, mmm, I'm also giving away $10,000 on Saturday and again on Sunday. You must be at the Crappie Expo to win. Cash is king. Crappie Expo 2021 is brought to you by Ford Trucks, Lose, Strike King, Riceland Rice Brand Oil, Humminbird, The Boat Shop, and Bayou Outdoors Superstore. CrappieExpo.com. Hey, CrappieExpo.com. Wow. Imagine a change in Hollywood's message. Imagine a big screen version of your life, telling your story as a God-fearing, red-blooded hunter. Manifesting your God-given right and skill to gather groceries in the woods and pray over them on the dinner table. Lots of folks seem to think this film is a great idea. This is Michael Waddell. I'm Tati Hayes. Hey, this is your blood brother, Ted Nugent. And want to partner with you to build the first ever hunter-funded, God-glorifying movie centered around our hope, our heritage, our harvest. What this world needs is a hunter. You make this world a better place. Come on, theharvestmovie.com. National outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby knows of what he writes. I think I probably hunted in just about every western state. Uh, Yeah, and I fly fished in a lot of those places. He's fished the waters, walked the land, and harvested the game that makes him authentic. That's where the basis of that comes from. I wanted to make this really authentic, and I wanted people to identify with it. Guys like you and I have a real hard time finding good stuff to read, because it's written by guys that just don't know what the heck they're writing about. And guys like you and I, we read two pages and say, hey... That's phony. This is this is not the way it is. Ever since The Old Man in the Sea, fishing novels have been scarce on the horizon. That was until national outdoor writer Ken Kirkaby wrote his blue water classic, The Tournament. Chuck Winchler of Sporting Classics says you can read The Tournament in about the time it takes to catch a big marlin. And every moment will be just as fun, just as exciting. Jennifer Mayhall of Paradise This Week says, The Tournament reels you into the world of sport fishing and doesn't let you go. The Tournament by Ken Kirkaby. Get it on Amazon. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. You don't know uh, what it means to us and how much. We enjoy our time with you in the camp house each week. Thank you for being here. KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com is where you can go for more of what you get here. And make sure you take a look at these little deer fawns that have been growing up over the summer in Wyoming's snowy range. It's a video from the Wyoming Game and Fish Department, kind of a best of from one of their trail cameras, or a couple 
of their trail cameras up in the snowy mountains. Uh, so much fun. Bring the whole family in to watch. The kids and grandkids will all enjoy watching these two little fawns and where they grow up. Mr. Croppy, Wally Marshall, he's one of my dearest friends. We have a great time, whether it's in the crappie boat or in the dove field. One evening after a, a great dove hunt, we sat down in the truck and talked about it. The camaraderie that comes with a dove hunt. You take that solo rod and reel out of Wally Marshall's hand, put a little 410 in there, and you look pretty comfortable, brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, first bird you hollered, over you, Waldo, and I went, Bam, and that dove just bit the dust. I'm talking about 410, seven and a half shot, shooting two and three quarters. You don't have much lead. No, you don't have a, you're not throwing a whole lot at them uh, when you do that, but you've shot the little thing before. You know what it'll do. You're, you're pretty handy with that 410. You know, we, we love crappie fish all year. We love to be on the water, but opening day of dove season with friends is special, isn't it? I hadn't missed opening day, Billy, since 1970. 7, 78, uh, you know, the opening day of dove season is the launch of Texas hunting. Dove hunting is fun for the whole family. Yep, it really is. Get out and have a little fun. If you're a great shot, that's wonderful. If you're not, that's okay, too. The national average out of 25 shells is three dead birds. So don't feel bad. Get out there and have fun. And we had a fun group of people out in the field. Leon Measure, shoot, uh, legendary shooting instructor out there with us, hunting doves. Oh, Leon is, he, he's the coolest. You know, it's its uh, shoot where you look. Yeah. You know, shoot where you look is uh, .com. Uh, Leon Measures is unbelievable. He was out here yesterday shooting a BB gun and hitting BBs with a BB gun. In the air. In the air, yes, sir. Yeah, he was throwing those BBs up. We were tossing those BBs up for him, and he was plinking them out of the air. He started with a quarter, and uh, that just wasn't enough of a challenge. So then he started shooting BBs out of the air. And he can teach you to shoot better, too. You ought to check him out. Uh, shootwhereyoulook.com. We'll be talking to Leon a little later in the show. Hey, beautiful place, Wally, and I really appreciate you putting this all together and having everybody out. Uh, you knew what to do when those sunflowers popped up this year. You ran a... A uh, little old thrashing machine through there. Well, you know, you got to groom them sunflowers right there so everybody can find their birds. And, of course, about a week before the season, we mowed them down, you know, cut some strips through there so we can throw some seed on the ground. And the doves doubled. Yep. Just if you're listening out there, the doves doubled. Yep. If you build it, they will come. Hey, fall weather is coming. That first cold front is not far away. When that cooler weather comes... And we get into that fall pattern a little bit. What are these uh, crappie going to be doing? Where are we going to go looking for them? It's going to be a lot easier to catch these crappie because in the wintertime they stage up and they you can patter them better and they will get in a little bit shallower water, but they will be large groups and you can spank them. Right now in the hot summertime you're moving tree to tree to tree to tree to tree to tree to tree, picking up a fish here, two fish here, three fish there. But in the fall... When they start coming back together like that, you can pull up and tie to a boat arc out there on your favorite body of water if, they, if you have some structure in it like that, and you can uh, stay on that hole for a while. Yeah, you can probably catch a lot more fish, and what they're doing is they're really gorging up for the winter time, you know, because the spawn's coming next spring, and so they start fattening up all winter long. And, and what they do through the winter months is they stay with the bait fish. Yeah. Folks, if you can keep bait fish on your depth finder, you will find the crappie. 
hey, uh, so you shoot that dove with your little 410, you scratch him down, and then you start thinking about supper. What are you going to do with that dove, Brest? Well, I'll tell you what. I like to do a favorite deal, Billy. I've uh, been doing them for years. It's called the dove kebab. What I do is I take the dove fillets, I debreast them, and they're like a little fillet, and I marinate them overnight. And tomorrow we're going to take a skewer, and uh, we cut the bacon. We take a like a pound of bacon, and you cut it crossways in one-inch squares. You put a piece of bacon on there. You put a piece of dove breast and more bacon, jalapeno, onion, mozzarella cheese, and you just keep repeating that till it's about nine inches long, and you lay that little puppy on the grill, and it's on like Donkey Kong. My friend, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall, and his little 410. Another guy that likes the smaller gauges, and the challenge of that is my friend Pete Delkus. This corner of the camp house brought to you by Calming Care from the trusted name Purina. Calming Care, it's built for that dog that really gets nervous in a thunderstorm, maybe rips up the carpet or tears up the couch. Calming Care safely and gently works over time to settle that dog. Pete Delkus, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to sit down with you and, and talk hunting. You, like Wally, enjoy the smaller gauges. Well, you know, the older I get, the more I like the smaller gauges. Yeah. So I, I now, I mean, I, I don't shoot anything for doves except for I take my 28 gauge. Okay. I've got a 28 gauge. I have a Beretta Silver Pigeon 3 that I love to shoot doves with. And depending on how the birds are flying, you know, that'll determine my choice of choke tubes. So, You're not throwing a lot of shot out there, so I would think uh, improved cylinder or modified. Or, yeah, or, I, I, I'll always start with improved cylinder and modified. Yeah. And uh, But a 28-gauge uh, Beretta over and under sure seem to do the trick and have a lot of fun. Right. And, and the secret here is... You, you tell everybody, you know, that you only have two boxes of shells with you, but, of course, you always sneak <laughs> about another two, three, or four boxes in the back. Well, exactly. And when, <laughs> when you come back with your 15 birds and you've only used a box and a half That's of right. uh, shells, you look pretty good to mm -hmm. the guys. That's right. You know, I was talking to Ray Sass, and we were talking about uh, dove hunting and dove shooting, and he says that it may be the opening day of dove season may be the biggest hunting day in the state of Texas, and I tend to agree with him there. But we were talking about shot shells, and, uh, and he said, man, the, the last thing you want to do is buy junk. No, I'm from the St. Louis area. I'm from southern Illinois. Well, southern Illinois, that's where Winchester is. Right. Olin Winchester makes their stuff in uh, just outside of St. Louis, just, just to the north of where I'm from. So I'm a Winchester guy, and I love to shoot for doves. Mm -hmm. I shoot the Winchester AA Super Sport Sporting Clays. Okay. So out of that 28 gauge, it's about 1,300 feet per second. You right. know, it, it, I'm, I'm in my little pea brain that 1,300 feet per second. Uh, seems to make up for my lack of ability. Now, I read a lot of this stuff from these guys that uh, write a lot on ballistics, and they tell me, you know, I'm just fooling myself. Maybe I am, but it seems to do the job. For as them. long as you're fooled and happy, that's, that's good. Right. Ignorance is bliss, Bill. Nope. I learned that a long time ago. That's right. Don't forget to lead your birds, guys. Picture this. You've got a four-foot, three- to four-foot wide pattern uh, by the time your shot reaches that bird. Uh, but if you'll lead, swing through the bird and lead him, You've got a 12, 9 to 12 foot trail of shot that uh -huh. he can fly through. Try to picture that in your mind. It'll help you knock down more doves. No, you're absolutely right. And you know, one thing that I see a lot of guys not doing correctly is you need to predict 
that deceptive rise and fall. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know these birds are going to dip and dive all the time. Right. And you have to anticipate some of that as, right. be, as best you can. If you don't do that, you're going to shoot over, you're going to shoot behind or whatever. Exactly. But yeah. you need to anticipate those little dipsy doodles that they're going to do. You know why I carry uh, an over and under into the dove field? Because if I have three shots in my gun, I'll shoot all three every time <laughs> a bird flies by. That, <laughs> that right. keeps me in the field a little longer. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. And uh, i tell you about, how about it, uh, uh, $1 bet on who gets to their limit first. <laughs> I'm a good liar, Bill. <laughs> I'm out. We've had a lot of great hunts together from West Texas to Arizona, Montana, all over. Pete Delkus, he's got nice bird dogs, too. Great dogs. Coming up later this hour, we're going to talk about a couple of things that seem to go hand in hand during dove season. That's doves and snakes. A friend of mine, Alan Parchman, years ago reached down into the tall grass to pick up that dove that he had shot, and old Mr. Rattlesnake was sitting there just waiting for him. Got him right on the ring finger. Ray Sasser talks about doves and snakes coming up a little later on. Plus, Dr. Kennedy Legal, if the worst should happen, that snake bite occurs, what do we do? I'm Craig Boddington. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it at Kinder Outdoors. Don't head to the country without stopping at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. I'm Randy Jackson reminding you that we are on the way to the ranch just west of Weatherford on the south side of Interstate 20. We have rifles, pistols, shotguns, all from dependable names like Smith & Wesson, Browning, Beretta, Christensen, Megara, Six Hour, Winchester, and many more. Be sure to ask about our used gun selection too. Teskey's Outdoors can deck you out for the field and the boat with outdoor wear from Patagonia, Cool, Sims, Howler Brothers, Ariat, Free Fly, Sitka, North Face, and many others. We are a one-stop shop on your way to the Rancher Lease with ammo for ducks, dove, quail, deer, varmints, and even tin cans. Heck, you can buy your hunting and fishing license at Teskey's Outdoors in Weatherford. Bring the trader, deer blinds, speed, and feeders available, too. We have what you need and what you forgot to pack when you left the house. Teskey's Outdoors on the south side of I-20, just west of Weatherford. Roy Holdridge and True Life Taxidermy in Granbury, Texas are award-winning artists many times over and for several reasons. God-given talent is the starting point, followed by a work ethic that won't allow second best. Roy is also a lifelong and well-traveled hunter. He spent countless hours in the field glassing and studying wildlife around the globe. When you trust your rare and timeless memory to True Life Taxidermy Granbury, be assured that you're working with the very best in the business. My home is a testament to Roy's work at True Life Taxidermy. The pheasants, the whitetails, the axis, the fish, all perfectly preserved. True Life Granberry is the only stop you need to make after the hunt, offering not only world-class taxidermy, but wild game processing too. Headed for Africa, New Zealand, Colorado, Montana, or any place else? No problem. True Life is well-versed in import and transport state to state or around the globe. You can trust True Life Taxidermy, truelifetaxidermy.org. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. 
grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. There are some very important factors to check when purchasing a hunting blind. They need to be quiet. They need to have an all-day hunt level of comfort. It's got to be dry inside, even in a downpour. Dillon hunting blinds have earned a strong reputation across North America for their durability, insulation, and marine decking fiberglass floor that will never rot in every blind. Plus smart components like an aluminum RV-type door. Real glass in the windows that flip in and up with quiet and simple-to-use friction hinges. Drip rails on the windows and above the door to keep the wet out. Hey, anyone can build a box. Dillon builds hunting blinds. Conceived, drawn up, constructed, and used by hunters. Lightweight and durable, completely assembled, fiberglass inside and out with foam insulation in between. You can't beat a Dillon. For a dealer near you or to become a dealer, visit DillonManuf.com. That's D-I-L-L-O-N-M-A-N-U-F.com. It is the dream of the animal rights fanatics to suppress your most natural connection to the earth to sell you a life filled with urban fascinations, to ignore that death is life's unwavering partner, together creating a relationship between predator and prey that makes it possible for us all to survive. To the hunter, this world's most honest steward, these fantasies are the poisonous, perverted manipulations of social misfits who would take this planet hostage. They should startle you and awaken you to trust the hunter in your blood. You folks come in off the porch. Kinder Outdoors is back. It is Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day weekend to you. And that means doves for a lot of people, and that's what we're primarily talking about on the show today. Kinder Outdoors. We're heard across the U.S. and Canada on great radio stations every week. And hey, if you miss the show at your regular appointed time, listen whenever you want. You can click on the podcast at kinderoutdoors.com or just get a free download from wherever you get your podcast. They all know about us and they'll even send you a free weekly download if you request it. Learn more at kinderoutdoors.com. K-I-N-D-E-R. The late, great Ray Sasser wrote extensively about doves and dove hunting, and we're going to kick back with a cup of coffee and enjoy some of Ray's great wisdom right now. Texas dove season opens in September, 
It's the first domino to fall, triggering a chain reaction of fall hunting seasons that attract a million sportsmen afield and continue through February. Here are four reasons doves provide the best hunting season of all. Number one, the morning dove is one of the most plentiful bird species in North America. Rather than being negatively impacted by an expanding human population, morning doves move into town, dine at the bird feeders, drink at the bird bath, and nest in ornamental shrubs. In Texas, the plentiful morning doves are augmented by a growing supply of white-winged doves. By the end of the migration, 10% of North America's 500 million morning doves will have passed through Texas en route to Mexico. Number two, doves are challenging targets. They're small, they're fast, and it doesn't take them long to figure out what the gunfire is about. A hunter who consistently shoots 50% or better on morning doves will do just fine on any North American game bird. Number three, morning dove hunting is truly a game for the masses. You don't need much equipment, just a favorite gun, a pocket full of shells, some drab clothing, and enough water to keep you hydrated. Texas Parks and Wildlife has public dove leases available to anyone who purchases a $48 annual public hunting permit. Day hunts arranged by outfitters are still available for as little as $50. Reason number four, Opening day dove breast sizzling on the grill with a jalapeno slice and maybe a little onion separating them, wrapped tightly by a slice of peppered bacon held in place by well-situated toothpicks. North America has an estimated 500 million morning doves. About 50 million doves migrate through Texas each fall, heading for Mexico and Central America. In a good season, Texas hunters bag about 5 million doves. If you lay the shot shells, Texas hunters fire at dust each season end to end. They would stretch from Brownsville on the southern tip of Texas, north through the Panhandle into Oklahoma. Texas hunters will probably spend $15 million this year on shotgun shells used for dove hunting alone. Three species of Texas doves are considered legal game, morning doves, white-winged doves, and white-tipped doves. Eurasian collared doves are not protected by law and may be shot in addition to an illegal limit of native doves. Morning doves will breed every month of the year. A female usually raises two or three broods a year, a brood consisting of two chicks. Doves fly as far as 10 miles to suitable food and water sources. The most consistent dove hunting is where food, water, and roosting cover occur in proximity. The dove's migratory flyway through Texas has shifted west in recent years, largely due to changing land use practices. The life expectancy of a morning dove is less than one year, but there are some longevity exceptions. Banding studies have revealed doves that lived as long as eight years. September means dove season. And early season hunters will be forced to relearn a lot of dove hunting rules. Rather than think about what you should do to be successful, let's think about four things you should not do. One, don't choke. Most modern shotguns come with interchangeable choke tubes. Doves are hard to hit, but easy to bring down. You're better off shooting a choke that delivers the widest possible pattern. For most standard choke selections that come with shotguns, that means skeet or improved cylinder chokes. Take your other choke tubes to the field just in case. If birds are flying higher, skirting past the extreme range, change to a modified or full choke. Most doves are shot inside of 30 yards, however, and a skeet or improved cylinder choke works best at that range. Another thing, don't skimp on shotgun shells. Cheap shells are cheap for a reason. 
even at today's elevated prices, you can buy high-quality shotgun shells for 6 to $7 a box for 20-gauge or 12-gauge loads, and that covers 95% of the shells all dove hunters shoot. If you shoot 12 or 20-gauge loads, buy shells loaded with at least one ounce of shot. Number 8 shot is probably the most popular for dove hunting, but the slightly larger 7.5 pellets work just fine. Anything larger is too big, and you're giving up too many pellets in your pattern. For instance, one ounce of number eight shot contains about 410 pellets, while an ounce of number six shot contains 225 pellets. The number eight load has a much denser pattern, and that's important for effective dove shooting. Doves are small birds that can slip through ragged holes in the shot pattern. The biggest auto loader headache observed by veteran dove hunting guides is self-inflicted by hunters who buy the cheapest shotgun shells they can find. Compared to the cost of traveling to a dove field, paying for a day lease, and all the other incidentals involved in hunting, the cost of shotgun shells is hardly significant. Besides, hunters should strive to dispatch game as humanely as possible, and that's best done with quality ammunition. Another key, don't shoot too far. For most hunters, a shotgun is a very effective tool. It ranges out to about 35 yards. An expert shot hits more birds than he misses when shooting at considerably greater distances. As far as 50 yards for top guns, most of us, however, are not top guns. Furthermore, most dove hunters I've observed don't seem adept at judging distances. I have personally witnessed people shooting at passing doves that I'm confident were 70 yards high. I've yet to see one of those birds fall, but many of them were likely struck by a pellet or two and died the next day or maybe the next week. Hold your shots to 35 yards or closer and your shooting average will improve dramatically. How do you learn to accurately judge effective shotgun range? Shooting practice is the best method, and you eventually learn what a dove looks like when the bird is close enough to shoot. Most hunters, however, don't get enough practice. One method coached by shooting instructor Leon Measures is to physically pace off distances as landmarks in the field, say a particularly tall clump of sunflowers. If you know it's 40 steps to those sunflowers, you should know that doves passing beyond the sunflowers are well out of shotgun range. If you own a laser rangefinder, you can save the steps and simply use the rangefinder to measure the distance to various landmarks. Finally, don't move until it's time to shoot. Doves have excellent eyesight, and they're looking down from an elevated position. Hunters should be dressed in camouflage or drab clothing and hiding from doves by sitting or standing next to natural cover, hopefully in the shade. If you've gone to that much trouble to conceal yourself, the next thing to remember is to be perfectly still until an oncoming bird is close enough to shoot. Only then do you mount your shotgun and make the shot. If you move before you're ready to shoot, the dove will likely see that movement and take evasive action. A dove flying steadily past is a difficult target. A dove taking evasive action borders on an impossible target. When Ray Sasser talks about those doves sizzling on the grill, I can smell them. <laughs> and by supper time tonight, I'm going to taste them, too. Ray Sasser. Boy, I miss him. He's been gone for a few years now. And I'm so glad that we have his wisdom on tape. We're going to take a little break, make a run to the coffee pot. But when we come back, it's more Ray Sasser talking about doves and snakes. It's a piece that I run on opening weekend of dove season every year because we need this reminder before we reach in that tall grass to retrieve that dead bird. Hey, and here's a couple of little tips for you. One that might help you shoot more doves, and the second tip might just get you invited back to that ranch you're going to hunt today. 
Drop by Home Depot or the hardware store and buy a single piece of rebar. It's cheap and it bends easy. Bend it in a U-shape. Stick it in the ground about 25 yards out in front of you. Clip your decoys, dove decoys, to that. It makes them a lot more visible to incoming birds and more comfortable to try to make a landing space out of your honey hole. While you're there at the hardware store, pick up a roofer's magnet. That's a big magnet on a stick. And yes, shotgun hulls will stick to that. You can pick them up easily. Leave that ranch as clean or cleaner than it was when you got there. Come on, let's go get that cup of coffee and then we'll come back and learn more about doves and snakes. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm sure thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. Billy, let's go fishing. to get doves and ducks on your mind. And hey, deer season is just around the corner. Ramp it up this year with help from Marksman Firearms in Mansfield, Killeen, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and accessories. Marksman makes it easy, too, with same-as-cash 90-day layaway. Military and first responders enjoy a 10% discount. New to shooting? No problem. Marksman Firearms has knowledgeable pros that love to help. Make your mark at Marksman. MarksmanFirearms.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bend Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. I'm going to lay this out to you as simply as I possibly can because it really is simple. Buy your cold weather wear from Ron and Teresa Miskin at the Buffalo Wool Company and stay warm. Gloves, socks, hats, beanies. I love my neck gaiter. All made from the insulating fibers of the American bison. The same fiber or buffalo wool that protects the buffalo against a frigid winter in Montana, Wyoming, or the Dakotas. Buffalo wool is warmer than traditional wool, and it's luxuriously soft on your skin, not scratchy or abrasive. It wicks moisture away and is unbelievably tough, lasting year after year. And they back up what they sell with a 100% money-back guarantee if you're not happy. Take a look. TheBuffaloWoolCo.com 
thebuffalowoolco.com. It's simple. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and you either stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car so I can just feel the comfort knowing that it will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com. Glad you're back. We still have some big fish to fry here at Kinder Outdoors. That dove that you hear in the background there, I recorded him in Argentina. Their doves look a lot like our morning doves, but they're eared, E-A-R-E-D, eared doves. They mourn, kind of like our morning doves, but then they'll growl, too. <laughs> the little eared dove of Argentina. We went with J.J. Casaria Outfitters. Oh, my gosh, what a trip. If you love a good dove shoot, Go down there and shoot about 1,500 of them in a day. I have a permanent scar from the butt of my shotgun on my left shoulder. <laughs> Badge of honor. A lot of folks in the dove field today are also going to come across an unwanted resident of the pasture, rattlesnakes. Ray? Here's a short story about rattlesnakes and why it's always a good idea to watch not only where you step, but also where you reach. This happened in 2007 when Al Whitzel had a very close and very lucky encounter with a big rattlesnake on opening day of death season. Whistle's been hunting in West Texas for over 40 years, and he's seen his fair share of diamondbacks. I know there are plenty of rattlesnakes around, and I know better than to reach my hand into cover where I can't see what's there, said Whistle, who lives in Runaway Bay at Lake Bridgeport. On the afternoon of September the 2nd, 2007, Whistle and several family members were hunting the edges of a plowed field in Mitchell County. They'd gotten to the field about 3.45 on a warm, humid afternoon. Thunderheads were building in the east, and the doves were flying earlier than usual. Whitchell was hunting just down a fence line from his son Barry and his five-year-old grandson Lane. It was Lane's first dove hunting trip, and one he will likely remember for a long time. The field was grown up in knee-high grass and weeds. Whitchell shot a dove that fell on bare ground. When he walked over to pick up his bird, another bird flew by, and the hunter shot that dove as well. The second bird was not hit hard. It fluttered down into a nearby tree line. When Whitzel walked over to look for the wounded dove, the bird managed to flutter out the opposite side of the trees where he had no shot, then flutter weakly down under the base of a cedar tree. Walked up and I could see the bird sitting there under the branches of the tree, said Whitzel. The dove walked under the tree and, and moved into a more open area on the other side of the tree. I walked around the tree and spotted the dove lying dead right next to a low-lying cedar branch. The ground was clean and I thought I could see everything. When Whistle reached for the dove, a rattlesnake nailed him on the hand. 
The rattler's fangs penetrated the hunter's ring and middle fingers, piercing completely through the skin. When Whitzel reacted by jerking his hand back, the snake couldn't let go. He jerked the snake at least three feet off the ground before it came loose from his hand. That snake was the same color as the ground, recalled the second hunter. I shot the snake, but I don't think I killed it. My hand was bleeding, and I had trouble getting another shell in my gun because of the blood. I yelled for Barry, and he came running. Whitzel's family loaded him in the vehicle and headed for the hospital in Colorado City. They packed his hand in ice to slow the movement of venom through his system. They called the local hospital to let them know that a snake bite victim was en route. By the time they reached Colorado City, Whitzel's middle finger was swollen almost twice its normal size, from the fingertip to the middle knuckle. A doctor cleaned up Whitzel's hand, then used a, a marker to mark the extent of swelling. Then the medical crew sat back and watched. After six hours and no additional swelling, Whitzel's doctor declared him the luckiest man in West Texas. He had obviously received very little venom from the snake bite. One theory is that the snake struck the dove and injected venom into the dove, said Whitzel. I was surprised when I walked around that cedar and saw the dove was dead. The bird had seemed lively just seconds before. Another theory is because the snake's fangs penetrated completely through my fingers, the venom was sprayed onto the ground. There was so much blood, the bleeding may have washed some of the venom out. There's also a chance that Whistle was a lucky recipient of what's called a dry bite, so named because the snake chooses not to inject venom. The only dry bites are defensive in nature, though Whistle's doctor said his was the first dry bite the doctor had seen in years. The whole experience didn't panic me like I thought it would, said Whistle. You can bet, though, that everyone in my family will be a lot more careful about picking up birds. Ray Sasser talking about doves and snakes. Golly, that's a very serious deal that can turn a great day into a disaster. And this year, in particular, we've had so much rain across much of the United States. The eastern half and southern United States have had a lot of rain. That means there's a lot of cover. You're not going to be able to see the ground well. Poke around with a shotgun barrel, a stick, something. Make sure your finger's not on the trigger. And make sure the area is clear before you reach in there and pick up that dead dove. Snakes like dove kebabs as well as we do. But, hey, what if the worst case scenario happens? A snake bite. Dr. Kennedy Legal? Transport to the hospital ASAP. That is a medical emergency. Death can occur. Very good. Get to the hospital right away. Uh, any steps that should be taken before we get to the hospital? Yeah, really the first uh, six to eight hours is critical uh, as far as a venomous snake bite. It's important to, you know, if you're bit, remove yourself from the area so you're not rebitten or multiple bites. Obviously, that's more difficult to deal with. Uh, also, remove any jewelry that can be constricting. A lot of times a bite on the finger can cause swelling. That ring on your finger actually can cause the death of your finger because of the blood flow issue. Same thing with bracelets, um, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, main idea with snake bite is to remain calm. Don't increase your blood pressure, your heart rate. Just kind of lay down, relax, figure out what needs to be done next. Uh, identify the snake. That's important to know if it's venomous or not. Uh, that's really what they're going to ask you when you get to the ER or the hospital is to try to identify it. If you can remember the shape of the head, the colors, the patterns, etc. If you have the ability to take a picture with your phone, that's great. All those things are going to be key for the uh, emergency personnel to take care of you uh, in the long run. Also, cleaning it uh, with the soap or disinfectant. Immobilize the area. Don't keep moving it around, trying to get the venom out of that. That's actually a, a bad thing to do. And then there's a, a lot of uh, wive tales out there about, you know, suck on it or put a tourniquet on. Or put on, and all that stuff is wrong. Uh, that's been disproven. 
uh, with some research. The best idea is literally to keep it still. Uh, don't aggravate or irritate the area and seek medical attention as soon as possible. Uh, so John Wayne was wrong when he cut the snake bite open with his knife and sucked the venom out? That is absolutely correct. Can we be prepared with, with maybe an anti-venom with us or something? Yeah, I would say for the layperson, uh, antivitamins are actually a bad idea. You can over-administer it. You can misidentify the snake completely, and you'd be wasting your time and money. Uh, really, it would be it would behoove you to find medical attention as soon as you can, even if it's a, a an EMT or a paramedic, not in a normal medical setting, but some with some medical training. Uh, again, the key is just to kind of prevent the blood flow from moving that toxin further throughout the body. Different toxins from different snakes cause different problems. Some are localized tissue death. You know, you may lose a finger or a hand. Some are systemic. They can go to your brain. They can go to your bloodstream. uh can kill you. So it's important to recognize that. You know, the venom is what we all think about. It's what scares us because that can obviously kill us. That bite can't feel too good either. No, the, the teeth of, of most venomous snakes, uh, snakes are actually like little needles. If you think of giving blood, that needle, that's the same idea. It just happens to be curved. And instead of drawing blood, they're giving you something, which is a poison. So the needle itself or the teeth are hollow. The medicine travels through the hollow tube and into your skin. So even though about 50% of the bites are non-venomous, even though it's a venomous snake, a dry bite is what we would call that, uh, the ones that do have venom are bad. You'll know right away because uh, you'll start to see almost immediate uh, tissue changes as compared to a dry bite. But they're treated essentially the same. Identify the snake and take appropriate measures. So we will know if it was a dry bite or if he actually got us and injected venom in a very short period of time. Pretty quickly you'll know the difference. A dry bite literally is like a dog biting you. It hurts. There's localized irritation, but venom is different. You may see some signs of shock, uh, systemic changes. You'll see tissue death, etc. So you'll be able to tell the difference between the two at, at some point. But, they, again, they should be treated the same until proven otherwise. Do you know how many uh, sets of sh snake shafts and boots we have sold on the show today? I do not, but I would recommend it, especially if you're going to be in a rural area with snakes prevalent. Hey, thanks, Ken. Dr. Kennedy Legal with our annual reminder. Watch out for those rattlers out in the field today. Hey, we're going to take another little break, stretch our legs a bit. But, hey, we've got some really smart shotgunners coming up in the next hour of the show that are going to help us bring more doves down today. Leon Measures is one of the finest shotgun instructors that the world has ever known. And Dave Miller is in the Guinness Book of World Records twice. <laughs> we might want to listen to what he has to say about mounting and shooting the shotgun. It's all coming up on Kinder Outdoors. Camp House has lots of room. Come on in, Kinder Outdoors. Welcome back to the Camp House here at Kinder Outdoors. So glad you're here on this opening weekend of dove season. Uh, a lot of states opened up back on Wednesday, September 1st. Many others open up today, Labor Day weekend. Whatever the case, get out, take the kids, have some fun, shoot some doves, grill them up, grin and be happy. Send pictures for the bragging board. <laughs> to kinderoutdoors.com. 
This corner of the camp house brought to you by my friends at Purina Pro Plan. There's a Pro Plan formula for your dog, that hard-working retriever that's going to fetch up all those birds for you today and then through teal season and ducks and right on through the upland seasons. They work hard. Feed them right. Pro Plan Performance, 30% protein, 20% fat. Purina Pro Plan. It's at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. There hasn't been much good come out of this federal government recently, but this was good news this past week. The Department of the Interior announced that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service has opened new or expanded hunting and fishing opportunities across 2.1 million acres in the U.S., the largest expansion of outdoor recreation opportunities in recent history. The increased recreational access covers 88 national wildlife refuges, and one national fish hatchery. More doves are shot in Texas every year than any other state, but Arizona loves their dove hunting, and they have a tremendous number of people that come out and hunt. A lot of people travel to Arizona to hunt doves. Just a heads up, if you're one of the folks doing that, the Arizona Game and Fish Department is asking hunters in some areas to voluntarily submit white-winged dove carcasses for a biological study, department personnel will be located at some popular hunting spots around Yuma. They'll actually help you remove the breast meat and one wing to maintain legality, and then they'll collect the remaining carcass for research. Let's talk about upland birds a little bit because September 1st means some upland seasons are opening up. I used to go to Montana every September. Upland bird hunting in northwest Montana for Mountain grouse, dusky, ruffed, and franklins is open. Nesting season in that area was dry and unseasonably cool this spring, which was favorable for nest success in northwestern Montana. Early hatchling survival across the region looks good, too. Biologists observed a good number of dusky and ruffed grouse in early summer surveys across the region. But the effect of sustained drought across the summer That couldn't have been good for bird populations. We'll learn more in the next couple of weeks. In western Montana, biologists saw a good number of adult birds in early summer, but have not been seeing very many broods. Numbers this fall, they're predicting to be average or below average. How about Nebraska? According to the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission's Upland Game Bird Hunting Outlook, nesting conditions were favorable in May and early June, but... Again, drought, increasingly dry conditions during late summer may have affected brood survival and limited re-nesting opportunities in some areas. Still, upland hunters in Nebraska that are willing to adapt to the changing conditions could find success. Do your homework before you go. Pheasant counts were mixed in Nebraska during this year's April and July rural mail carrier surveys. That's how they do it. They have their mail carriers out in these rural areas pay attention. The southwest and panhandle regions were affected by drought conditions last year, but continue to support some of the biggest pheasant numbers in the state of Nebraska. Those regions offer abundant public access, too, and should provide the best pheasant hunting opportunities in Nebraska this fall. How about the Bob White quail populations? They've been hit negatively, been hit hard by severe winter weather in recent years and remain below long-term averages. That's according to this year's whistle count surveys. Still, favorable nesting and brood rearing conditions throughout the species' core range in south-central and southeast Nebraska 
are expected to help quail populations rebound a little bit. Look for similar quail numbers to last year. The Sand Hills, they offer the best hunting opportunities for greater prairie chickens and sharp-tailed grouse. Portions of the Panhandle and Southwest regions also provide good opportunities in Nebraska. Like I said, do your homework before you go. Hey, did you catch Mike Iaconelli's new show called My World with Mike Iaconelli? It debuted this past Monday night. It comes on Monday nights on CBS Sports Network. My World with Mike Iaconelli. It blends the world of fishing with other pro sports in this competitive and pretty doggone funny series featuring some of today's top celebrity athletes. In every episode, Mike learns what it takes to train and compete in the guest athlete's high-level competitive sport. It could be professional football, mixed martial arts, professional bowling, golf, etc. Then he challenges his guests to some friendly competition out on the boat, testing their abilities on the water to catch fish. Check it out, My World with Mike Iaconelli. It's pretty entertaining. The Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission is going to hold a special meeting on proposed rules related to chronic wasting disease. Earlier this year, the discovery of CWD in six deer breeding facilities necessitated the filing of an emergency rules. September 15th, 9 a.m., and there will be a live audio stream from the TPWD website if you want to listen in. Even if your dog has special conditions, like maybe they're older and could use added glucosamine in their diet, no matter what, there's a ProPlan formula specifically built for your dog. Pick up a bag at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, everybody, it's Sean Mann. And when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Take him, Billy. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. If you offer goods or services to the outdoorsman or woman, Kinder Outdoors is the perfect place to spread the word. At Kinder Outdoors, we reach tens of thousands of hunters, anglers, and outdoors folks each week that would appreciate hearing about you. For more information, visit KinderOutdoors.com and click the Advertise button. Then view our media kit and give Audra a call. Outdoor gear and skills are in high demand right now. Let us hear from you. It's really exciting to see right now. Uh, one thing that's great about archery is anybody can do it. Men, women, or children, everybody can do this. Um, our lessons right now are fantastic. We see entire family groups come in, have a great time, and they're finding out that this is something that is a great pastime, great sport, and everybody can be successful in. Americans are learning what a huge benefit it is to learn to hunt, learn to fish, learn to put safe and wholesome food on our tables. Cinnamon Creek Archery in Roanoke, Texas, has taught many thousands of families about the great sport of archery. People who thought they could just never do that now enjoy the range and harvesting their own wild game. You can't just sell somebody a bow and say, hey, good luck. You need to be able to take them aside, teach them the fundamentals, teach them how to shoot correctly so that they can be as successful as possible and really enjoy our sport. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com and discover the great knowledge and satisfaction that so many other families have found in archery. It's time to get doves and ducks on your mind. And, hey, deer season is just around the corner. Ramp it up this year with help from Marksman Firearms in Mansfield, Killeen, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Rifles, pistols, shotguns, ammo, and accessories. 
Marksman makes it easy, too, with same-as-cash 90-day layaway. Military and first responders enjoy a 10% discount. New to shooting? No problem. Marksman Firearms has knowledgeable pros that love to help. Make your mark at Marksman. MarksmanFirearms.com. If you fry your turkeys during the holiday season and you're tired of the hassle of pots, open flames under hot oil, and sticky, oily messes, then it's time to take a good look at the Cajun Fryer by R&V Works. The original, the last fryer that you'll ever need to purchase. Cajun Fryer puts pro-level frying gear in your backyard or hunt and fish camp. These are high-performance, low-maintenance deep fryers that feature the heat source in the oil. Your oil heats from the inside out. If your family loves a fish fry, Cajun Fryer is a must. Because the heat source is suspended in the oil, small crumbs and pieces that burn fall to the bottom. So your oil stays much cleaner, many times lasting the entire year. Often imitated, never duplicated. Don't be fooled. Take a look at the original Cajun Fryer at CajunFryer.com. Fresh, crisp, delicious every time. CajunFryer.com. Do you love the crappie fish much as I do? Hey, Mr. Crappie, Wally Marshall inviting you and your family to the Crappie Expo in Shreveport, Boulder City, October 1, 2, 3. The Crappie Expo is for everyone that loves to fish. More than 100 crappie fishing exhibits feature today's top gear, boats, electronics, and much more. The Mr. Crappie Invitational features the top 100 teams in America going head-to-head in the Red River Shootout Crappie Tournament. A quarter of a million is up for grabs. The richest crappie tournament in history. Don't miss the world's largest crappie fry at 11 o'clock on Saturday the 2nd. Fried crappie, taters, hush puppies, mmm, mmm. I'm also giving away $10,000 on Saturday and again on Sunday. You must be at the Crappie Expo to win. Cash is king. Crappie Expo 2021 is brought to you by Ford Trucks, Lose, Strike King, Riceland Rice Bran Oil, Humminbird, The Boat Shop, and Bayou Outdoors Superstore. CrappieExpo.com. Hey, CrappieExpo.com. Wow. Looking at a 12 with a 10-inch drop time. Y'all go on inside with Kendra Outdoors. I've often wondered, uh, after I've cleaned my doves and disposed of the carcasses, how many banded birds did I throw away? I saved the breast meat for the grill and then discard the rest, right? But how often do you look for those little tiny bands on the legs? Just a reminder, look for those leg bands. And if you do have a banded bird in your bag, make sure you let your local fish and game department know about it. That is an integral part of critical research that goes into our season dates, bag limits, etc. Look for those leg bands. They're easy to miss. They're tea tiny. Well, let's get better with our shotguns. Dave Miller is in the Guinness Book of World Records twice. I had a chat with him about that and how to make us better shotgunners. Dave, I think they should rename the book. They should take Guinness out and put Dave's World Book Records. <laughs> well, there are a lot of folks that have more than two world records, that's for sure. But it's been, it's been a cool ride. I tell you what, it's a neat way of elevating our brand and those that support our events. The Guinness World Records system is a marketing tool. And if it's used properly... 
it can really uh, it can really help because there's not a person, there's not too many people on the planet that don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's back up. Let's go back to that first world record for folks that don't know. The first time that you placed your name in the Guinness Book of World Records, uh, you shot 3,653 clays. I want to say that again, 3,653 clays in one hour. Tell people briefly how you were able to accomplish that. Well, it was a team effort. It wasn't just me. I had uh, 16 clay target throwers that were provided by Mech Shooting Sports, uh, Mech Outdoors at the time, and, and um, I had 24 gun loaders, 30 CZ 712 and 912 shotguns, and uh, about 5,000 shotgun shells. And I had people loading for me, setting guns in a little handy rack that was right at my fingertips, and I would just pick up a gun, bring it to my side. I didn't mount the gun. I shot it from the hip and uh, fired at a series of targets that were constantly coming out. So there was a, enough machinery and enough clay targets that they ran on a switch that just ran for 60 minutes. And it threw a target every eight – actually, it threw a target every six-tenths of a second. I shot every eight-tenths there, thereabout and hit a target about every nine-tenths of a second or just a little bit over that because there's 3,600 seconds in an hour. And my goal was 3,600. Guinness World Record System set the bar at 3,000. If I hit more than 3,000, then we would have a record. So uh, we were able to do that plus some. So it worked out well. But it was a rotating, was a rotating series of guns that came within about six inches of my hands every few seconds. So I just snatched one up, let it rip, grabbed another one, and uh, proceeded to do that for an hour. Wow, that is incredible! Absolutely incredible. And just so you'll never forget in your old age, you actually had that number tattooed on your arm. <laughs> That's right. It is tattooed <laughs> on my arm. This was a, I'm a big pheasant hunter, and I love to hunt upland birds. And this was actually a fundraiser for pheasants forever. I, I'm an avid clay shooter. I shoot sporting clays all over the country. And so my tattoo is a clay target, a pheasant with great big biceps, leaning over this clay target, <laughs> and, uh, my number inside the clay, and so it's kind of like, you know, it's my it's my my two favorite things in the world: a ringneck pheasant and a clay target. So it's uh, it worked out well. I guess it did absolutely. Let's step it up a little to this new world record, uh, and you had obviously a, a lot of help uh, setting this record, and you share this record with some other shooters, and it's very cool how this took place. Uh, Levi Henricks of Sibley, Iowa, uh, Michaela Scott of White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, a couple of shooters from uh, uh, around the country, Waterford, Wisconsin, Jessica Strasser, Weston Zolak or Zalk uh, from uh, Herman, Nebraska. Uh, these were youth shooters that actually helped you set this new Guinness World Record. You beat the old record by about 10,000 clays. You shot 14,176 clays in 12 hours, most ever by a five-person team uh, with these youngsters. How did these youngsters get involved with you and have this uh, opportunity? Well, so, you know, we got to thinking about uh, – we have uh, – back up a little bit. We, we have a relationship with both the Amateur Trap Shooting Association 
and the Scholastic Clay Target Program. The Amateur Trap Shooting Association has a youth program called AIM, and we sponsor their national championship every year along with the Scholastic Clay Target Program national championship because we make CZUSA makes a lot of products that those those kids and the moms and dads buy for their their son or daughter to complete with. So it's a natural fit that uh, we include them. Plus, it wouldn't be too cool or as near as cool if I just gathered up four of my buddies who never missed and we went out there and, and blazed away at this. And, it, you know, it wouldn't be the same because everybody expects us to hit a lot of clay targets. And, you know, they expect these kids to do well, but there's a whole other story behind it too, you know. So it's um, it made sense to pick a boy and a girl from each program and or close to that, and then that way we had young people that we were lifting up to a different level, giving them an opportunity they wouldn't typically have, and, uh, you know, giving the media something really cool to talk about, you know. So it, it, that's that's why. We want to give these kids an opportunity that they wouldn't normally get. And, uh, and you did that. Good. Yeah. yeah it's it just every time you go do one of these, it's not – uh, just a self-serving event. You do this to benefit others, uh, the pheasants, the kids, the future of uh, the shooting sports and shotgunning. And uh, I want to go back to a point I made a minute ago. The old record uh, for the most clays broken by a five-person team in 12 hours was 4,600, 4,602. You guys right. broke 14,176 clays. Is this uh, mean a brand new tattoo is uh, coming your way. <laughs> Everybody keeps asking me that. <laughs> you know, I didn't. We we didn't have a actual logo developed. My tattoo is a morph of the logo that we had developed for the first world record. And um, yeah, we didn't really create a world a, a new logo for this one. So I don't know. I you know maybe maybe if something uh, if I start thinking about it a little harder, it was it's who, who knows. Plus. I don't know if I can deal with the pain. I'm such a wimp. I don't know if I can deal with that. No. <laughs> hey, just just uh, go to the shoulder. It's still got to be numb after all, all of right. that. <laughs> My visit with Dave Miller. He's in that Guinness Book of World Records twice. That's a lot of clays in one hour and with uh, a group in 12 hours. Pretty amazing. On this opening weekend of Dove Season 2021 as we get ready to celebrate our freedom out in the field with our friends and family don't forget to take the kiddos get them involved the excitement of a dove hunt everything from stopping at the cafe to cleaning birds at the end of the day it's all a wide-eyed thrill for the youngsters and today will be monumental in that kid's life we have more on the way from dave miller in just a couple of minutes he's going to give us some shotgunning tips and leon measures one of the very best shotgun instructors in history. He's going to join us a little bit later on talking to us about his shoot where you look method. It'll help you knock down more birds today, I promise you. A lot of folks are really excited because they're going to hit the field today with that retriever for the first time this year or maybe with a young dog for the first time ever. We are blessed to have a bevy, a stable, some very smart dog people like Ronnie Smith. Ronnie's coming up, too. Hi, I'm Ken Darcy, Chief Executive Officer of Remington. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state 
the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's our Second Amendment. And when you do exercise your Second Amendment right, in the field or on the range, please buy a Remington. U.S. Highway 287 carries elk hunters and fly fishers, snow skiers and bird dog chasers, 72-ounce steak eaters, buried Cadillac picture takers, antelopers, prairie doggers, and rattlesnakers. The Herdware Store sits on Highway 287 near Goodnight, Texas. Now, only 18 people live around here, so to keep the lights turned on, we need you 287 travelers to stop by. Come in out of the weather and take a look at the most unique store between the Gulf and Pacific coasts. One-of-a-kind artwork, jewelry, knives, and more. Feel the luxurious softness and warmth of bison socks, gloves, hats, beanies, blankets, and scarves. You'll think it's cashmere, and it's warmer than wool. Our sister company, Buffalo Wool, produces the finest bison products on the planet. The herdware store is boots and shoes, bison blankets and throws, even bison meats for the road. The herdware store, 42 miles southeast of Amarillo. Hey, drop by right now at herdware.net. Hey, I want to let you know about something that's brand new and coming to South Dakota this fall, the Dead Rabbit Lodge. (laughs) You see, the owner received his higher learning from the University of South Dakota, the Coyotes. The dreaded enemy of the University of South Dakota Coyotes is the South Dakota State University Jackrabbits, therefore the name, the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit Lodge sits on the eastern bluffs of Big Blue Lake Owyhee. The view from your giant Western Canada Red Cedar Lodging stretches from the dam to the south almost all the way up to North Dakota. The Big Lodge is finest splendor from top to bottom, perfect for big family or corporate groups. But the Dead Rabbit will also feature separate hotel-style rooms, a great game room and bar for entertaining, guest-only dining featuring the Rabbit's award-winning chef, oh, and about 40,000 acres of the finest pheasant hunting in the world. You won't forget the dead rabbit. Now, maybe more than ever, we could all use a little getaway. And the Vineyards Campground and Cabins in Grapevine, Texas is the perfect spot. We are open for business and with well-thought-out precautions to help keep our guests safe. Bring the RV and enjoy our full-service hookups complete with cable TV, ramped-up Wi-Fi, and space to spread out while enjoying a great view of Grapevine Lake. We can comfortably accommodate any size RV or motorhome with plenty of pull-through sites. The Vineyards also has spacious lakefront cabins fully equipped with all that you and your family will need to enjoy comfort camping. Our campground store is well stocked with everything from groceries and ice to firewood and fishing supplies. Don't forget to bring the boat! The Vineyards Campground and Cabins features a private boat ramp with plenty of parking, a private beach, kayak, bicycle and paddleboard rentals, and even a full-service laundry on site. Come to the Vineyards! We're right in the middle of Dallas-Fort Worth, but you'll feel millions of miles away. VineyardsCampground.com Wing shooting in Argentina is an activity that must be experienced rather than explained. Dove are considered to be a plague in the area, so there are no bag limits, and there are no seasons to hunt them. We've got 20 million birds on the roost. And they're there 365 days a year. They're there every day, all day. They fly eight hours a day, every day. At Cordoba Doves, you'll enjoy delicious food, exceptional hospitality, 
beverages in the field. Your own personal bird boy. Bird boy's job is to pour shells in your bag uh, when you're going through a box every five minutes and keep count of the birds that you've shot and to bring you something to drink every few minutes. At the end of the day, we pick up all the holes and pick up the birds, but you can't send him out to pick up birds at six or eight hundred times a day. Experience the very best that Argentina has to offer through Cordoba Doves. Contact the U.S. Representative Lane Balky at CordobaDoves.com. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Every animal that has ever roamed this planet was designed as hunted or hunter, predator or prey. We are hunters. If it were ever necessary, even the strictest vegan would return to the wild, driven to survive by the instincts of his ancestors. Those who hide behind the soft delusion of their own ignorance do so from within a civilization whose very being costs the lives of countless creatures every single day. Death is an undeniable fuel of life. This is the undeniable truth of existence. To live in balance with the planet that sustains us, we must admit and embrace the nature within us. Trust the hunter in your blood. Bring the kids along. This is where heritage is guarded just for them. Kinder Outdoors. I'm Billy Kinder, and the website is... KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R, Kinder, like kindergarten, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Let's get back to our conversation with Dave Miller. Two times he's written his name in the Guinness Book of World Records for shotgunning. He's pretty good. Let's talk about bird dogs for just a few minutes. I know they're near and dear to your heart. What hunts do you have coming up this fall? Gosh, I'm going to go hunt uh, in South Dakota next week uh, with, some, with some TV folks. Uh, got a, you know, I hunt a lot of waterfowl, even though I'm, I don't consider myself a waterfowl hunter. I mean, I say that I don't go waterfowl hunting on my own. Like I don't take gear and go do it and buy all the gear. My time and energy spent on upland birds. And so I do have a waterfowl hunt coming up down the south coast of, uh, Texas, which I'm, I've been on a couple of times. I'm really excited about, um, but, you know, I'm gearing up for pheasant season. Kansas is going to have a good crop of birds. Uh, we're going to film a different show out there by uh, Greensburg, Kansas, come day after uh, Thanksgiving. So, you know, I've got Springer Spaniels that I've been feeding all year, and they are just twitching to get out and find me a pheasant to shoot. So. <laughs> You've done your tune-up work on them. They're ready to go, and, and you're ready to go. It should be a good fall. Pheasant numbers, like you say, good in Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota looking good. And uh, North Dakota as well. Everything is is looking really, really good this year. Well, Dave, congratulations on yet another uh, Guinness Book uh, record. And I I know that you're probably already thinking, what can I do next? And that's when we'll be bugging you again. You know what I'm trying to think about is a reason to get the band back together. You know what I mean? I want to get the kids back together for a a hunt, a shoot, a something. I don't know what it is yet, but... I enjoyed spending so much time with them 
then I want to find a reason to get them back together because they're all from all over the country, you know. So it's um, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna come up with something. I know it. If it's nothing but to uh, go on a bird hunt or have them on my team on a sporting clays event somewhere, we're gonna make that happen. Absolutely, and I know that uh, guys listening to the show today would uh, are, are just screaming at the radio right now. Ask Dave what guns he used to set this record, what the team used, because you've got to have something durable in your hands, uh, something that's going to hold up, and you don't want mechanical failure when you have something this important happening, and your CZ USA guns do the trick. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, because what we were doing is is putting the CZ-1012, which is a new inertia system shotgun that we have launched last year, to the test. We've done a lot of uh, product testing with it. We knew it would shoot thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds without any hiccups, and um, we did just that. I shot two different guns just in that whole thing, and last night I figured up that I fired the gun 3,400 times. 3,400 and a handful is how many times I personally shot within that. Within that, So um, I shot two different guns, had one or two little hang-ups, that was it. And Weston shot the same gun the whole time, no problems. Uh, Michaela shot two guns. Levi shot two guns. I mean, we just went on and on and on. And you should see the pictures, the piles of holes. We shot 20,425 shells in 12 hours. <laughs> That's a pretty good so, testament to those CZ shotguns. I was really happy with it, and, and I had my uh, my factory partners there, and they were just their jaws were on the floor. They just couldn't believe how well they were doing, and how you know they got dirty. The Aguilar shells were pretty clean, but you know you just put that many rounds to them, they're still going to get dirty inside. But you know inertia shotguns don't use gas from the shell to cycle, so it's a different animal. And I was really was really, really happy with that. We are going to sell a boatload of those things. Yeah, yeah, and you should, as a matter of fact. Um, give us one good tip, Dave. You know, uh, dove season is, uh, the dove hunts have kind of, they're dwindling down now, uh, but ducks are going to be flying uh, into us. Upland yeah. birds are going to be flying away from us. Give us a, a couple of tips, just simple things that we can focus on. Hey, Dave said this when we're out there and the dog's pointing that, you know what? I got to tell you, that's a great point. And the thing, first thing I say is learn how to mount the gun smooth. Most of us can shoot, but we don't know how to mount the gun, you know, clay targets on a trap field where you pre-mount the gun or maybe some sporting clays where you pre-mount the gun. But a lot of us don't have a good smooth gun mount because when you're hunting, you're at a low ready position. You walk up, butter flushes. And you have to you have to know to move your body, mount the gun, um, and it's in that order: move the body, mount the gun. And so a lot of us need help on that. <laughs> I'm still learning that, but <laughs> it's still something you've got you got to figure out how to do. You got to know how to mount the gun smoothly towards your target, and uh, that it takes time and practice. That's like it's like learning how to. Crawl before you walk, before you run. You got to know how to mount the gun straight to the eye uh, to be successful. And a lot Consistently. of people help mount the shotgun. There you go. Very good, Dave. Congratulations. We're keeping an eye on you always, and the good work that you do for uh, 
for conservation and the future of what we do. Thanks a lot. Hey, you bet. Thanks for having me. Two times he's written his name in the Guinness Book of World Records for shotgun, Dave Miller. Well, let's turn our attention to our bird dogs, actually our bird dog training for a few minutes. And to do that, Ronnie Smith. Hey, Ronnie, that Internet can get us in trouble if we lean on it a little too hard for dog training tips. That's right. You know, it's, it's that if it's on the Internet, it's true. That That is so hilarious. And I know when I am sourcing things that I don't know anything about and I get on the forums and, forums and I'm trying to learn, uh, I assume that everybody knows what they're talking about. And then I, I come across something that I know about, and I realize that there are a lot of people that have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so I, I guess uh, what I would like to say is that if you, you're trying to figure out what breed of dog it is that you want, um, the Internet is a good starting point, but then you, you probably need to speak with reputable people. Um, don't base all of your research on just the Internet. Uh, speak with reputable people. Um, go to, to hunting lines. Um, go to those those bloodlines that uh, do what you want. You know, don't don't buy a horseback uh, field trial dog for a grouse dog. Um, be smart about it. Um, so don't again, don't believe everything you see on the internet. I get clients that come in and and they have a dog, and I ask them why did you get this breed, and and it's all internet based, and uh, and it. it possibly wasn't the, the right dog for them. Yeah. Do your research beyond. That is a good starting point, uh, maybe. And you can pick up some good things on there. But if you don't know, you don't know if you're getting good information or bad information. I like what you say. Go, go to people who have had some success uh, with some breeds before, maybe field trialers or, or people who have had success out in the wild bird field, and ask them about their dogs and the different attributes of their breeds and uh, learning capability, scenting capability, learn a little bit about the mama and the papa. Well, that's right. You know, whenever we go to, to uh, buy something like a boat or, or a car, um, it's, it's looks. It's the way something looks initially that we're attracted to, that we're drawn to. So take the time and go watch a field trial and see, see how the dogs move and say uh, to yourself, you know, I like that dog. I like the way they move. I like the way they look. Then do your research and then talk to people um, that are uh, familiar with that breed um, and help you make a, a better decision. I, I, here's the way. Here's my process of picking a puppy. Okay, I've, I've always found the breeding that I like, found the breed that I am most congenial with or get along with the, the most, and then I'll find an upcoming litter and a breeding that I want, and and the genes in that dog that I want, and then I just tell them they'll say, well, you want to come over and pick your pup, and I say, no, just give me the whitest dog in the litter because I've got this thing in my mind that a whiter dog runs a little cooler in my Texas heat than a than a say a solid liver dog. Yeah, that's right. You know, and white dogs are easier to see in the cover. That's right. That's another good point. Yeah, I agree. Mine, mine is the is typically the head. Uh, I like to have a, a nice um, symmetrical uh, uh, marked head, um, and, and that's kind of what I go off of. Unless there's a big old jug-headed dog that can find more birds than the rest of them, then he's your favorite. Well, that's right. I'm Delmer Smith. When I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it with Kinder Outdoors. And that's the fact. Some of the most outstanding memories in Brendan's young life have been the hunting trips that he takes with Dad. Duck, doves, quail. But the good times aren't just reserved for the dove field or the deer blind. 
They all start in the cab of that classic Chevrolet when you pull out of the drive. Um, the corner store, you get a snack, and we either stop at Bucky's. Because it's Bucky's. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun hiding from the cold with Dad in a duck blind, and the ice doesn't seem that bad out in that old flat-bottom boat for a little while. A decoy, he starts it up, and sometimes the decoys make noises, I think. Or if, it does, if that doesn't work, he just uses his call. And then they just come, but sometimes we come back with nothing. But home away from home is that classic Chevrolet. I love sleeping in the car and then waking up still in the car as well. I can just feel the comfort knowing that will be fun. At Classic Chevrolet, we sell memory makers. Come get yours. ClassicChevrolet.com The Quail Coalition. The backbone for the important work and research that brings brighter days for our quails and the people that love them. With 12 chapters throughout Texas, there's ample opportunity for you to join the celebration. The money raised in our chapter banquets goes to various research projects conducted by folks like the Rolling Plains Quail Research Ranch in West Texas, Caesar Kleberg Wildlife Research Institute in South Texas, and all that pursue productive science-based work that sustains and restores wild quail populations. If you've ever followed your trusted bird dog into a setting December sun, or listened from the porch to the summer song of the Bob White, then you know just how special this bird is. Populations have declined drastically across the U.S., and the last stronghold is Texas. Come and join the Quail Coalition. Attend a banquet. Bid at an auction. Be important to quail. Quailcoalition.org. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled. But we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids. And in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. There's a place I love to go in the pristine Texas Hill Country that features first-class lodging, outstanding cuisine, world-class wing shooting, the best free-range access deer hunting in the world, my favorite, by the way, plus native whitetails and turkey, and some of the most comfortable hosts that you've ever enjoyed. Don't forget to throw in the fly rod. You'll want to experience the crystal clear waters of Joshua Creek and the Guadalupe River. Rolling hills and Texas live oaks, friendly smiles, and spring-fed waters. Orvis and Beretta agree that Joshua Creek is one of the finest hunting and shooting ranches in existence. And I think you will, too. You won't find a prettier place to get married. And our staff and facilities will make your corporate event, family reunion, or private party turnkey and the best you'll ever experience. Joshua Creek Ranch in the historic Texas Hill Country between San Antonio and Fredericksburg. Want to go? Of course you do. JoshuaCreek.com
the coffee's always on, and the conservation is always good. Make sure you bring a youngin or two. Together, let's teach them what heritage and tradition looks like. This is the Big Billy Kinder Outdoors Camp House. This corner of the camp house at Kinder Outdoors brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. You heard Ronnie Smith there just a few minutes ago. As a matter of fact, all of our dog trainer pros here at Kinder Outdoors are Purina Pro Plan guys. Pro Plan performance for your hardworking retriever out there in the dove field today. 30% protein, 20% fat. Exactly what they need tonight to give you another great day of work tomorrow. Pick up the Pro Plan at Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores. Atwoods, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Texas, Missouri, and Kansas. We love to hear from you, and it's easy to uh, reach out to us. one 820 bbko is the telephone number. one 820 2256 Or the website. That's super simple from your handheld, laptop, pad, whatever. KinderOutdoors.com. Kinder is spelled like kindergarten, K-I-N-D-E-R, KinderOutdoors.com. Leave a picture for the bragging board. We want to see you and that pile of doves at the end of the day today. Well, give me the next seven minutes of your life, and you'll come out on the other end a better shot today in the, in the dove field. Leon Measures is one of the finest instructors ever. He developed the shoot-where-you-look method, and he and I had a chat about it. Grab a fresh cup of coffee and enjoy the great Leon Measures. Also mentioned, uh, you mentioned don't stop the gun when you pull the trigger. Is that a mistake you see a lot lot of shotgunners make? Well, I wouldn't call it a mistake. I I would call it uh, the fact that you do not understand that the shotgun and the rifle are two entirely different tools to do two entirely different jobs. And it's when you try to shoot that shotgun like it's like a rifle, it won't work, see? Let me see if I can explain that, and I'll, I'll, I'll do something with you, okay? Okay. When, when, what was the first gun you ever shot, Billy? A uh, single-shot 12-gauge Stevens. No, 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 no. Way full of that. Oh, yep, a Red Ryder BB gun. <laughs> and if you if you got had it on the box, they didn't call it a BB gun. As a matter of fact, the Red Rider they called it a carbine. Okay. Yeah. But any other that came along, it would have been an air rifle. Got it. Correct. Yep. Okay. You got your air rifle, and some well-meaning individual said, "Here's what I want you to do. I want you to mount it up here, close that off eye, line that side up." front side and the bottom of the back side, okay? And set your target right on top of it. And now as you have that perfect sight picture, what do you do next? Did they tell you to hold the gun still or wiggle it? To hold it still. Okay. The psychologists tell us it only takes 3,000 times to do something in a repetitive motion in a short period of time for it to become habit or instinct, you see. You reckon you shot that BB gun and the pellet gun and the twenty-two rifle as many as 3,000 times? I would say that that is the very bare minimum. Yes, sir, I exceeded that. All right. Now, here's what happened. See, first thing, some well-meaning individual told you to hold the gun still, and before you knew it, you were telling yourself to hold the gun still. 
So when you got a crossing duck out there, when you touch that trigger, the gun stops like it hit a stump. And if you don't believe that, just get in front of the mirror, look at your nose, swing across it, and touch the trigger, and try to keep swinging. Because you have to do it more than you've already done it in order, order to develop a new habit. And that is, don't stop the gun. Mm-hmm. Old habits are hard to break, but that's where it needs to start. Uh, folks can go to shootwhereyoulook.com and learn more about Leon and his system, and you can order uh, the uh, ebook. Everything you need to do right, right there. Now, Leon, you once told me not to look at a dove when I want to shoot him, but to look at his eye or his beak or pick something out. That's maybe the best well, tip you ever gave me. Uh, how much time we got? All you need. Okay. What I want you to do, you shoot right-handed or left? Left. You shoot left-handed? I do. Okay. That, that's that's okay. A lot of people do that. I want you <laughs> to take your right hand, find you something across the room that's a very small object that you can clearly see. What would it be? Uh, it's a dot on an axis deer pelt, a white spot. No, no, you've got too many white spots to look at. What about a light switch? Okay, I can do that. Can you see the toggle? I see it. Is it up or down? It's up. I want you to focus on it. Stick your right hand out and point your index finger at that toggle. Now, you're okay. not shutting down your hand. You're just showing me the toggle over there on the wall. Yep. When you do that, tell me if your hand's out of focus. It, it is doubled. Has to be, unless you're an eagle. Turn your finger up towards the ceiling so you can see your fingernail. And now, now I want you to focus on your fingernail and tell me if the cuticle's clean, is it? Yes, it is. When you see that fingernail, what happens to everything beyond it? It gets blurry. It's kind of hard to shoot what you can't clearly see. So guess what happens if you ever see the front bead on a shotgun? You focus on that bead and not what's behind it. <laughs> okay. That That's a good okay. lesson. So, you, yep, and when you see that dove coming across there today... Try to focus right, on his now, beak. Now, here's the deal. This is a little thing I made up for my, when we was doing seminars. And it's a promise from you to you. It says that I will never again shoot at a dove, duck, goose, grouse, pheasant, quail, or a clay target. That will take care of your missus, would it not? It would take care of your missus, yes, if you just didn't shoot at those things. But if... <laughs> You can't you can't hit them if you don't shoot at them. I want you to say I will shoot at a an eye, a beak, a foot, or an imaginary spot on a clay target. So if you got twelve doves out in front of you or ducks, if you focus on one beak, the other eleven are out of focus, and you don't have to contend with them till you go to the next eye or foot. Okay. It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Leon Measures, legendary uh, shotgun trainer and shooter, and uh, the program is called Shoot Where You Look. And Leon, it's uh, everything everyone needs to know is at shootwhereyoulook.com, right? Well, they need a word of caution first. Okay. Because it it does not do away with that old nasty word practice. But see, got we got a practice. Everybody's heard that practice makes perfect, right? Yes, sir. No, 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 no. Practice makes permanent. 
you practice the wrong stuff long enough, you may win a trophy, but it'll be for being consistently last. So be very <laughs> careful what you practice. Uh, that's excellent. Leon, always a pleasure to visit with you. I want to wish you and uh, really the very best. Well, but when it gets back to not stopping the gun, yeah. If you wear, hey, you you wear a shock collar and give Robin the control, and she can straighten you up pretty quick. <laughs> there you go, Leon measures and his shoot where you look method. I advise you to look it up online and buy his uh, training materials. It works. Purina Pro Plan and Atwoods Ranch and Home Stores. Hey, they go hand in hand. And when you get to Atwoods, you're going to realize that they have lots of different ProPlan formulas. That's because there are lots of different kind of dogs. Pick up the bag that best suits your dog at Atwoods. All out of time, but I do want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we've had together today. When you talk to the Lord, please remember the folks on the Gulf Coast and all of those worldwide affected by this horrible COVID virus. And don't leave out the folks we've left behind in Afghanistan. We should be ashamed of ourselves. Enjoy your time in the dove field today, and we'll meet you right back here next time around. Till then, may God bless you and your bunch. Hey!